Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. I'm like, okay, everybody that draws any sort of salary from this place, stand up. All of you walk in the back right now. You have 30 uh, seconds before yeah. you're all terminated. Get this. You know? I'm not a control freak, but I'm a freak that needs a lot of control. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're back. We're Here we back. Are. This is the first podcast of Holy 2019. Cow. It's the first podcast in what seems like to me forever. It's been a minute. It's been. It's been a minute. But there's been it, there's been a good reason why it's been a minute. So. We're excited to. <laughs> sure. No, it's been and rough. Stated reason, I'm here but. for the encouragement. <laughs> no, this has been quite a thing. So for our listeners, we're back. This is not a mistake. You're going to hit play, and we're going to be there. Yep. Um, it's just been a long time. It's been a super for me one of the most difficult seasons of my entire life. Wow. Just bringing you know transitioning a ministry into a church that's in transition. Right. I would have to say my timing wasn't wasn't spot on but i think but i think cool. when you look at the whole picture of it i think that it's been very intentional by god right so it's just it's worked out the way that it's used to happen too man like i have these like a couple years ago what was it when i break my hand like a year ago a year and a half when you I, said you needed a break i was really praying for a break <laughs> i really break. needed to be off the rig yeah. i didn't mean literal yeah just i need a hand or i need a break one of the two uh, i don't know what ha- yeah but yeah. then i got a break <laughs> Yeah, so today, what are we doing on this first one? On this first one, so we're back, and we're going to talk about kind of the why. Why did we start this ministry? Hmm. And then what, what is the importance of, of the church coming around, kind of wrapping around first responders and veterans? Right Which on. is a great day, because today we get to have Pastor Jim Wiegand. That's right. With us, so. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. Great yeah. person to talk about why and what and all right. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Somebody should read a book about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is why greater than what? I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. So, you know, I see our, our ministry, really, the Lighthouse Experiment, is no different. Really, it's the, it, it falls so much online with the GPS of Freedom Center Church. Yeah. It's, it's really, when you step away and kind of look in, it's the same as... A ministry like Claire's Hope, yeah. you know, it's the same as Center Hope for Center. Hope, yeah, right? It's yeah. just a different shock group. It's a different, you know, dynamic or demographic of people we're wrapping around. Yeah. So, you know, that was a big reason to bring it under the church. And the second part was, I really wanted kind of a third party. Um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Partner. Yeah, that yeah. or just that kind of someone else to be watching over. Yeah, because it was getting kind of easy for me as our director and our leader to be like, oh, you know, if we don't record, we can just pull one of the first few and put that up. Right. Right. We don't really need to worry about it. It's no big deal. But to have that accountability, you know, really means something. Right on. Yeah. So. Well, you're accountable. Get to work. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been it's been that quick. We actually went. Um official uh, the official relaunch was last week over memorial day it's been that quick yeah lots of hits lots of hey can we do this everybody wants to do something which is that'll also be interesting to discern how to which <laughs> which you say yes to what you don't and yeah you know what you say yes to you begin the war of a thousand no's right and you say <laughs> yes to one thing that's right yeah well there's always a lot of great ideas but what is you know really praying and pushing into what god has for us in right. this ministry in this season and this part of it um, 
being able to bring people into this vision and it, it's just, it's been an incredible process. Yep. And I think for us, the, the Chandler community side of things that has not served in first response, um, I think that in some ways for me, the seriousness of who we're reaching out to has become a little bit more, you know, it's just kind of settled a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I think the very beginnings of starting something, there's there's a high of starting something new. You're, you're extremely excited and everything's extremely optimistic which it should be right. um but then you start getting down into you know the nitty-gritty of it and there's just real real things that real people are walking through and i we've said many times for community nights or whatever it is that if we just reach that one person if that one person yep. meets jesus if that one person gains hope this week then that was that was what it was all worth you know oh, yeah. doing it for so so that's been neat to kind of feel like along with that accountability that it's kind of honing in the kind of the severity of like what we're going after. Right. Right. So, so the why people wonder, you know, they still ask me, so what's this for and, and, and why are you doing this? So for me and for Jason Hiddle, who's on our team as well, it was just years of being a paramedic, you know, for me also being in, a, in the military and Jason being in the Coast Guard, but really the pressure of working in Flint and the, the nonstop, like for every 10 calls, only one of them is, you know, something happy is happening. It's usually right. just tragedy or, or just neglect or you're just uneducated. Even it's, it's sad even when people are going to the hospital because they don't know any better. Right. Right. You know, it's, um, actually the, the story and one of my, what I consider one of my worst calls wasn't even anything other than for a while our company we were affiliated with the Swartz funeral home so we'd go pick up um bodies basically from the morgue the city morgue which was at hurley and we bring them back to the funeral home for they can prep them and whatever so we get sent this one day just nothing really exciting or anything that happened but we get sent there and the this we find this body bag and on it it's marked unclaimed and I don't know why that was the, that just was like, man, there's gotta be. Right. No one even knows. No one even knows. No one cares. And so at, by that time I've been coming to Freedom Center for a long time. And it was really in that moment, like, man, I have this, I have this community behind me, but I also have this EMS community, which most of whom don't know, don't care to know. They think they're too filthy. They think they're too something to ever be welcome in a place like this, <laughs> you know, and they're just. A lot of them, they argue the point, but I know a lot of them want to know. Sure. So, yeah. you know, also in that season, it was the the experiment for a season. And it was actually the first Sunday you're talking about that. Mm -hmm. And you said, it's just this one little thing that I, it didn't really flip the switch. You said there's a, like a million ways to do church. Yeah. Pick one. And like right there in the front row, bink, podcast. It's <laughs> like, so if I can share this message... Yeah. And people can secretly listen to it and they don't have to have their partner who might pick on them. They can put it in their earbuds. Right. <laughs> you know, and it, at first it's like giving them shallow water, you know, to kind of, kind of test the waters. I think one of the things that you guys deal with and veterans and all that stuff too is, is the sense that no one would understand what I'm feeling. No right. one would understand what I'm going through and no one understand what's in my head right now. And if you say, well, I'm going to explain it to someone, I'm explaining to my spouse, I'm explaining it to my friend that isn't an EMT, isn't a veteran, hasn't been in combat, whatever it is. How do you, how do you describe the color blue to someone who's never seen 
You know what I mean? Right. How do you describe the sound of a baby's cry to someone who's never heard? How do you describe what it's like to live in in that environment day after day after day? And and well, it's like this. It feels like well, it doesn't feel like anything they've ever felt. Right. You know what I think is, and they look at you like you think what? You know what I mean? So the isolation of being the only one you you think you know that's dealing with this and has and the ones that you do know don't have any answers that you don't have. Right. There's almost that sense of I need to get out of this. I need to get away from this. I need to get this out of me. I need to numb this. I need to stop this. Um, man, all of those can lead to some pretty negative results, some pretty bad conclusions. So right. I think providing a place that's, like you said, safe, it's confidential, it's understanding, it's intuitive, it knows the language to use, uh, it knows that you're not sleeping at night, it knows how you're trying to numb the pain, it knows that no one understands it. I think it, it provides that safe place and from there, people can, it's a small bridge to say, hey, you want to have coffee? It's right. a small bridge to, I need someone to talk to now. I got a friend that he doesn't talk to somebody today is not going to be here tomorrow. You're, you're right. uniquely positioned with this community of faith, with these hands, with this understanding heart to, to really do some good and help people. Right. You know, it's been, and that's, that's the thing, too, is like there is a good community. It's a strong community, I would say, of people. Everyone has each other's backs. You know, um, but with, you know, community, it doesn't always healthy community, you know, because we have each other's backs, but everyone, all they do is they cope by everyone parties together. Mm -hmm. Everyone has these things they call, they'll call it choir practice. And (laughs) what that is, is everybody meets at the white horse and they stay there until, you know, I can't tell you how many times people that are paramedics or firefighters or police officers actually end up getting you know drunk stops after they've all got together to cope with ever yeah you know and it was just i saw there was i felt like there was nothing being offered so yeah know, i got and like you say cope is the right word that's a coping mechanism where right. those of us who feel what we can't describe are going to go to a place that makes us not feel it quite so acutely right. and then we're going to go home but then home's probably a little bit different Right. Because you got home late and hammered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're to, to a family that doesn't understand that you're getting farther and farther away from because of the pain that you can't describe that you're not resolving. Right. It's, yeah, it's it's jumping out of the frying pan into the fire because it feels better. And, and it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's the most destructive course of action. But it's the most logical one. You know what I mean? Right. It's logical to say, I just, I just need to unwind. And instead of going for a nice long run or taking your spouse out to dinner, you know, you go get hammered at the white horse and come home broke. Right. In, in more ways than one, you know, it, uh-huh. it's uh, or, or God help you. If you don't have a family, you develop relationships with your drinking buddies at the you know, at the White Horse and right. come yeah. home with some gal you never met before that night. And how empty that is. So there, right. the, the thing I think you guys have to fight more than anything is the lie of isolationism. No one else knows what I'm going through. There are no answers for my problems. This is this is it. And, right. and if you believe that lie long enough, you can convince yourself there is no hope. And once you convince yourself there is no hope, once you see that there will be no tomorrows that has any less pain in it than today, hope dies. And when hope dies, a lot of other things can die with it. So that's that's where you got to say there is hope. His name is Jesus. Come yeah. this way. Instead of going to the bar, come to the event. You know what I mean? Instead yeah, of calling the 1-900 number, call me. You know what I mean? Instead of ruining your life, let's build a life. Because if there's a place that we need healthy people, it's it's in this field, right? right. We, need, we need cops. Absolutely. We need EMTs. We need soldiers. That, that know why they're doing what they're doing, are at peace with what they're doing. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. just as a job, but as a ministry. 
um, know where to take the things that no one else would understand and, and to go back the next day healthy and ready to serve and right. protect, you know, the people and property again, you know. Right. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the gift that we're trying to convey here. You know, for me, I have the privilege of, of like tonight, we'll have our intergenerational night and I can be in that room and know I can look around and know the guys, like know them that will make sure all, if something were to happen to me, that all future boyfriends and our spouses will be appropriately vetted. Yeah. You know, that they'll know, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Griffin yeah. would have all these the men of the Freedom yes. Center to stand by him. Yeah. I know my wife would be set, you know, so I get yeah. through this and through this, you know, church fellowship, I get the opportunity to know that either I'll go home to my father or I'll go home to my family. Yeah. And that's an incredible amount of peace to be able to go just, you know, because admittedly, I don't always make, you know, I don't really think things through. I've on occasion got myself <laughs> in trouble because there'll be something burning. Yeah. And through knowing how fire science works, I'll go in the house and the fire department's not there yet. And yeah. I, you know, I've done that a couple of times. I usually get pretty jammed up, you know. Or, so, wel- or welfare checks when you go in and you're oh, like, I, they're probably, I should probably go in and check on them. Yeah. With, yeah. Without having anybody answer the Why door. not? A <laughs> uh, dozen reasons why not, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are a dozen reasons why not, but, yeah. you know, but at the same time, if I can, if I can make that one, yeah. you know, one proper decision or yeah. save somebody or something like that. Yeah. But that's what I want. I want that same gift for all these, all my colleagues. I want them to be able to, with a full heart and just, just yeah. a peace of mind, be able to do this job. You know, and that's what I've found here, and that's what I've found through Christ, and that's what we're trying to, to, to you know, provide. And then the part two is just provide a frame of reference for our church family, for people who don't know yeah. what it's all about. You know, I want, I, I know that there's people that are out there like, what can I do? Where is my place? Where do I fit? And for them, if it's the Lighthouse Experiment, that's amazing. If they can come in and gain a frame of reference for what we see know where where our hearts have been the scars on our hearts then now they've found a place now they you know maybe found their mission their call yeah i know i for sure pray a lot differently you know i uh we don't i've had grandpas that served in the military but i don't have any direct brothers or uncles or anybody that have served um in the military or in first response and so i mean definitely one of those people that you see an ambulance was was by and you just see the ambulance you don't really think of a person and what they're doing um i've been on two ride-alongs with you and one with jason um and just that little itty bitty scope now I, we pray differently. Right. Like I remember the uh, the first winter, I think afterwards, and you'd see everybody piled up on the side of the road, and people are responding to everybody <laughs> stuck in the ditch and stuff. And we're just praying differently for the first responders to be safe, not just for the folks that are in the vehicles that are stuck in the snow, but for you guys that are responding. You know, yeah. and so it's just it's a different scope. And I think anybody trying to navigate trauma. Um, the reality is that we live any length of time in this life and it's not just today that we're dealing with, there's going to be things coming up in the future, good and bad that we have to navigate. And I think giving somebody the space to be able to speak what's going on with them and not, again, not making them feel isolated that I can't talk to you because you don't understand or you're not willing to have a hard conversation. You might not be able to understand or have had that scope, but, um, but giving somebody that space to be able to talk. Right. And for me, that's been extremely humbling and honoring to be able to have those times with 
some of these folks that I I've only met for a couple minutes and they've been willing to talk about their day. They've been willing to talk about a shift. They've been willing to talk about their family. And that's a big deal to be able to have that trust with people. So just being a person that can be trustworthy, be open to having good conversations and be willing to love on people is, is huge and extremely powerful. Outstanding. Yeah. It's great. It's great to be back. That much. So how can, as a last kind of, to wrap this up, how do we go about in a country that we've kind of become where, like when I was a kid, the most incredible thing to see was the fire truck and the police officer <laughs> had so much respect. Yeah, yeah. And the thought of being a soldier was just amazing. Yeah. To kind of not so much anymore. Yeah. So that's that's what we're, we're hoping for and praying on is how do we get our, our young people to come up and, and relearn that respect? You know, I don't. Are you asking that question? Yeah. Boy, you know, I think it's everything comes back to the family. I, when my kids were young, we saw a police officer. We, we walk up to him and ask permission to shake his hand and thanked him for what he was doing. Went to the Mott's Children's Museum and tried on the fire hats with the big fire boots um, mm-hmm. and took pictures of it, put it on the refrigerator. You know, the soldiers, I'm a, I'm a veteran, so that was always when they're little, like, you think you might be a soldier someday? You know, and it's a calling, but if God calls you to be a soldier, it's to defend a country and a right. people and you know, to end tyranny and it's, it's an honorable thing to do. And, you know, so I, I think the families are, are most responsible. I think if we expect the newscast or the politicians or the politicians on whatever side gets the vote. Right. And so right. if, if the yep. police, if, if there's one cop that did something wrong, then they're against all police officers, you know, right. and then the debacle of, of the misuse of power and the accusations sometimes valid of racism and it, it has destroyed some of those foundations but i think it's more media than it is anything else i think the family teaching honor and respect mm-hmm. I, you know if you're a yeah. single mom teach honor and respect if you're a single dad teach honor and respect if you, if you hate your old lady but you're still married teach honor and respect there's there's you should be you should be teaching honor and respect regardless of you know, the only person that doesn't teach people to respect and honor authority is people that are criminals. Right. <laughs> you know, bad people <laughs> teach people not to respect authority. So I, I think regard, there's no excuse for not teaching your children to respect authority. It is the safest course of action. If they don't respect you, if they don't respect themselves, if, I mean, eventually they're going to run into somebody with authority. And, and when they're handcuffed in the back of a car saying, how did I get here? It's like, you didn't listen to your mama. That's how you right. got here. <laughs> you exactly. know, your daddy wasn't around to spank you when you needed one. You yep. know what I mean? But so I, I think as good parents, it's, it's very simple. My son, he was maybe 19 years old, had three teenage friends with him, younger kids. They were spending the night. It was like an older guy getting the younger kids together, sort of a video game night. They wanted to get ice cream at one o'clock in the morning, got stopped by a Fenton police officer. Uh, the guy, they, did, they didn't stop at a blinking red light, a blinking red arrow is what it was. So they, they just rolled through. There's no cars coming one o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> and if I was a cop and I saw a bunch of teenagers out after one o'clock in the morning, oh, yeah. that's good fishing right there. Mm-hmm. I pull them over and find out what's going on. It's serving and protecting my community. When he walked up on JD, he recognized him as the young man who was coming out of Fenton House buying some breadsticks saw the police officer walking towards his car walked over and now as a full-grown man 240 pounds walked up to him unannounced and said officer can i have a moment of your time he turned like what's the problem what's going on he said no what's what's coming at him jd held his hand out and said my, my father taught me to to say what i'm about to say to you i i respect what you do thank you for what you do it's a big deal and the moral of the story is the cop didn't give him a ticket so there it's, it's <laughs> right. not it's not just good parenting it saved him 50 bucks and it right. appears before a magistrate yeah. so absolutely but I, I think i think about that cop you know what i mean like we as a church on certain days will take coffee, custom-made coffee to the police station or 
you know, the donuts for the EMTs or the just, right. we care, you're welcome, you're important, this is a big deal. So I think when people say, you know, nobody cares, we want to make sure that that lie is contradicted, obviously, Absolutely. from the family, from the church. It should be from the school. It should be from the university. It should right. be from the, you know what I mean? we got way too many ex-hippies with the first name professor nowadays. It's time to stop <laughs> protesting the Vietnam War. It's been over yep. for 30 years, 40 years. So, you know, enough of that. Can you say BS on your podcast or just sure. baloney? Okay, well, well, we got to look at the the online panel. Okay, we have the thumbs up. <laughs> All right, up. we're good. That BS is over with. You know, you got to honor people for what they do. If, and if they are a school teacher, you got to honor them for being a school teacher. Right, they're a cop. Absolutely. Holy cow. Right. Any, anybody that thinks a police officer got into that for the money and the fame, or a soldier, oh. or a school teacher, or an EMT, there is no yeah. money. Nope. Yeah. There is no fame. There's just a heart to serve. That deserves the full respect of the community. Absolutely. So anybody that doesn't see that is probably a criminal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If not, it is criminal not to raise your children respecting authority. It is absolutely. an absolute offense against humanity. So just my humble opinion, and I said BS. <laughs> so I'm a little bit passionate, I guess, about it. <laughs> well, very cool. You should be. Well, that wraps it up right about there. So thanks for listening, everybody. We're back. More, We're more back. episodes to come. Um, you, again, you can look for us on. Oh, I just do. What's our, what's our? What is our dang thing called? Google Podcasts? <laughs> FCC, the Lighthouse yes, Experiment. Yes, that's it. I forgot the FCC. FCC, <laughs> the Lighthouse Experiment on Instagram. It's a Freedom Center Church Lighthouse Experiment. Yes, in FCC. Yep. Not the Federal Communications Commission. No, no we're not, not licensed not. by the FCC. <laughs> no. We're licensed by FCC, but not by the FCC. Right. And the that's others. why we podcast. No rules. Just, Just right. right. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs>